A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I instantly realised I forgot to take that off. But why was I wearing such a hat? Well, you shall find out later in this episode of Ups and Downs. Because that's right. Somehow, another Monday rolled around. And for like the 432nd year, there was an episode of Raw never ends. That's why we must take the finger of power and give the good bits and up and the bad bits are down. And if you are brand new to the show, it is as simple as it sounds. If something is good, we go up. If something's bad, we go down. And you go in the comments and say, who gave this bald guy such authority? It is a great point, but we're here. Let's up those doubts. Usos versus Riddle and Elias for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships kicked off Raw this week, and that's how you start a show. Well, kinda. So we saw a clip of the Bloodline arriving at Raw earlier in the day, and there was the Usos, and there was Solo Sokoa, and there was Sami Zayn. And they were like, we're so happy when Riddle came zooming by on his scooter. Now, all he was doing was doing a bit of scooting, but the way that the Bloodline reacted to it, you would have thought he would have flown through and gone, oh, I hate your mother. They were so damn mad. In fact, they went so crazy, Elias, who I think was hidden behind the car, so he's a weird dude, just walked into frame, was like, oh, what's going on here? And what a buffoon he is, because of course the bloodline saw him, and they kicked the flub out of him. They also threw him into this steel thingamajig, and the best part about that is that Sami Zayn seemed a little bit concerned, like the bloodline goes too far for his liking. When we cut back to the ring, and the users are like, ha, 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 there ain't going to be no tag team title match now, because we killed a man. Soon Riddle interrupted, and I was like, well, don't be an idiot, you absolute moron, because this is not good wrestling mass, because it's four on one. And he was very sad, because, of course, his friend has now been absolutely murked, but it didn't matter, because he found another opponent, and, of course, it was Repo Man. In my dreams, it was Repo Man. You won't even see me right now, because I'd still be rolling on the floor. But it was Kevin Owens. Before all this too, Matthew also said to the bloodline, what you did wasn't very oozy. When Sammy Dane said, uh, excuse me, I am a confirmed oozyologist or something like that. So only I can determine what is oozy and what isn't oozy. I just hugged my TV at this point. Man, do I love Sammy Dane. It also begs the question what is going on with Elias, because of course he didn't feature here. And by the end of it, Riddle had been taken out too. Are they just going to be off television for a while? We don't know. Now, I did think this was a fun match and he got a serious amount of time. And Kevin Owens was just going crazy at first before he tagged in Riddle, which is when the Usos did their best trick of distracting the referee. They then murked Matt and then beat him up for a while. Owens soon got the hot tag, which is always the way, and he ran wild. And even though he kept trying to hit the pop-up powerbomb and the stunner on Jimmy Uso, he wasn't able to do it, which is when he turned around and he tagged Riddle back in. I was like, what are you doing? That guy was basically dead a few seconds ago, and you think because he's been on the outside for eight seconds, he's ready? You 
you're all foolish. He wasn't able to throw Jay out the ring and he was going to go for a dive, but then Solus the Co was all like, I'm a human shield, which is a terrible idea, because he got dove on anyway. Which is when this ended, like all Usos tag team matches recently, with the sneaky blind tag. This has to be a thing because Jimmy is doing it all the time and Sami Zayn also distracted Riddle. He turned around, he got hit by the 1D, one, two, three, he was lost. There was a ton more after this though, because of course the bloodline then went go and they tried to beat everyone up before Kevin Owens chased most of them off with a chair, but left in the squared circle was Riddle Solar Sokoa. And this was not good because we know Solar is nuts and he basically paid homage to Amaga here, who is his uncle. He gave him the Samoan spike and he absolutely destroyed Matthew's neck in a steel chair. To the point we had to get a local medical facility board and take Riddle to the local medical facility. And this was pretty badass as once again Sokoa just comes across like an absolute killer. And you'd have to imagine that we are still heading towards Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens at the Raw Rumble. Don't know what that weird pause there was. It's like my brain just stopped, but these things happen when you are thinking about professional wrestling. Either way, hot start to Raw, getting it up. But come on now, that is definitely a distraction. I mean, there were so many distractions. Bring it down, plus one. This is when we learned that Drew McIntyre has been medically disqualified from SmackDown. And I hope he's all right because he has had a few illnesses recently. And the best part was, Corey Graves was like, oh man, it's not going to be Drew and Sheamus versus the Usos. Instead, Sheamus is going to team up with the Wild Butch and they're going to do it. I was like, these two know each other, Corey Graves. They're in a damn team. It's called the Brawling Pro. So then learned about two cool triple threat matches we were going to have. Because it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss. As well as Rhea Ripley versus Oscar versus Bailey. And the winner of these two matches will go on to next week, with the winner of that becoming the brand new number one contender. So I have no problem with that because I like this stuff. And straight afterwards, we cut to Rhea Ripley, who was like, well, I'm going to win mine because when I do win mine, everyone is going to have to call me Mammy. And I was like, wait a minute, that cannot be a thing. <laughs> I told you, I won our match, so now you gotta call me Honey Bunch. Listen, man, I don't care what happened, I ain't calling you Honey Bunch. Call me Honey Bunch! All right, you absolute crazy person. Well done, Honey Bunch. This is when it was time for JBL's poker tournament, which we had been told about. I can't lie, I was very happy about this because it was absolutely ridiculous. We had a bunch of people here too, including Baron Corbin, obviously, and the Judgment Day was there, the OC was there, I think Dana Brooke was there, Alpha Academy was there, as was Tamina. There's nobody meaner. That is quite the group. Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano also wanted to play, so they turned up with their big bag of cash. But clearly Bradshaw doesn't want the show because he didn't know what was inside it. But when they did reveal it, he was all like, whoa, yeah, sure, you can play poker. Of course, we are going to come back to this later. There was something during this that made me sad, though, because I'm pretty sure I spied Shelton Benjamin as well taking part. This is when I realised, wait a minute, a few weeks ago we had that match with Shelton Benjamin, and we had that match with Cedric Alexander, and I thought that was building as a return to the Hurt Business. And here we are a long-ass time later, and absolutely nothing has happened, so what was the point of those matches? So I did stand here, and I tried to turn my frown upside down, but I wasn't able to. So given that we are in down territory, I am going to give it a down. And I know that's a week down, I just want the Hurt Business back. This felt like a tease. I had enough of teasing. Makes me a sad panda. Bailey was then coming to the ring for her triple threat match when she got cut off by Becky Lynch. 
this is basically their job. They basically yelled each other and teased that they are going to have this singles feud soon because the whole point was, oh man, we haven't had one of those for about three years. And even though there was a mutual respect here, they still both think the other one is an absolute moron. But he was also annoyed that every time Bex is out here, she tries to steal the spotlight, which is when Lynch was, you know, man, that damage control. That's a pretty good group. I mean, two thirds are champions, but the other third is a massive loser. And of course, she was talking about Bailey. So I presume this is going to happen before WrestleMania at some point, especially because WWE are keeping them separate now. They weren't in the same triple threat match. So this is all right. And then we got to that triple threat match. There was Bailey taking on Rhea Ripley, taking on Oscar. Pretty damn Ripley killed them all with a dive straight away because 2022 wrestling, when Rhea and Bailey were like, wait a minute, you hate Oscar and I hate Oscar. Why don't we team together and beat her up? That's what they did. This didn't work though, as eventually the Empress of Tomorrow just smacked Bells in the face as she hit Rhea Ripley with a code breaker. But then Bailey was back with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And when that didn't work, Rhea was just like, you shouldn't have done it. Now I'm going to kill you. Because she just started headbutting Bailey like she was a crazy person. When all of a sudden Oscar was back and she hit a German suplex. In a panic, Bailey was then like, please, Rhea, let's work together again. And then she tried to screw Ripley over, so she got absolutely killed. But all of a sudden, Oscar did yet another return, and she hit this double codebreaker thing for two on both of them. That's pretty damn good. This is when we got into the near falls, and I actually did go, you know what? I'm not 100% sure who is going to win here. Although Rhea Ripley had a plan, the woodpecker plan, because she was just headbutting everyone. And I was like, man, that's got to hurt her skull. She also got carried away too when she was on the outside because she jumped off Sympathy Steel steps, went for this somersault and landed right on the floor. But that meant Baylor and Oscar were able to kind of duke it out with each other in the ring. And then from nowhere, Bailey just hit the rose plant. She got the one, two, three. So this was slightly anticlimactic, but I did think Bailey needs to get the win here, although she shouldn't win in seven days. We've done Bianca Belair versus Bailey. We don't need to get back to it. However, up. don't get mad about Rhea not winning here either, because afterwards she beat the crap out of Oscar, which means now we can do that match for a little while. And I tell you, I need to see that even more so, because when we get to WrestleMania, I bet we do Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, which is also good. Let's go. Don't know why I'm mad. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From nowhere, we then got told the next week on Raw is going to be Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley in a number one contenders match for the US title. I got my binoculars out because I'm like, well, where the hell did that come from? I mean, nobody told us where Bob had been. And of course, because we are doing this, Seth and Lashley had to go to the ring and look at each other and speak because that's just what we do in wrestling. And Rollins was out first. And you know the deal. He was like, <laughs> everybody sing my song. So they sang his song. Eventually, Lashley did come out because Seth had insulted him. But he was like the Riddler here because he was all like, listen, Rollins, I do want to hear what you've got to say, but make sure you're careful with it. I was like, well, do you want to hear it or do you not? Seth didn't actually care about any of this stuff because he just launched it into it anyway. And he's like, well, I'll tell you, Bobby, I don't think you've been the same ever since you took on Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia. And in fact, now that I think about it, I believe you're jealous of him because he's had the career you've always wanted. I was a bit like, yeah, I mean, you could say that about any professional wrestler. Brock Lesnar has had one hell of a run. Rollins also carried on and said that Lashley can't beat Lesnar. So my hand went up like the nerd I am. I'm like, well, actually... He has already beaten him. I think in the record books, it's one to one. But Bobby didn't feel the same. He went absolutely crazy. He started to beat the shit out of him. And this was a good pull apart because WWE does do them well. But the best part is when all of a sudden Bobby Lashley went for a spear. Seth Rollins got out of the way. And Bob took out Petey Williams, who is now a WWE producer, official, whatever you want to call it. I was like, that's definitely Petey Williams. I know a member of Team Canada when I see it. So I actually did think this was very well done. I do think some new bodies needs to be thrown into the US title picture soon. And it would be better if the WWE title was back on Raw, but we've done that one. We've talked about it. It ain't happening anytime soon. But these two guys just come across like stars. Give it up. Now I got confused again. Again! Because Austin Theory was having an angry interview with Byron Saxton when Mustafa Ali showed up and basically started to prod the bear again. I was like, listen, Mustafa, I think you're great. I truly do. You are a wonderful wrestler, but what leg do you have to stand on? The last time we saw you, you were being thrown into a box-like structure courtesy of Bobby Lashley. Austin also called him a loser, and because Ali disagreed, they are going to have a match later. And how the hell do you justify that? Because this is all the stuff Ali does now. This is MMO. He walks around, he walks into other people's segments, he gets a match, and he loses. But look, it's far better him being on TV than him not being on TV. And we'll talk about this in a sec. Because we were then back at this poker tournament and it was so damn goofy. Hook it to my maids. Because Luke Gallows was laughing at Chad Gable for folding and even called him a nerd. And then, of course, they both went nerd, shush, nerd, shush, back and forth at each other. And yes, it was as awkward as you think. Corbin agreed because it was ruining his game as he was ready to call out Dexter Loomis, which he did do. This was a massive mistake because when everyone laid their cards on the table, blah, 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 Dexter had the better hand. Corbin instantly said he cheated. <laughs> so do you know what Dexter Loomis did? He got an axe and he put it on the table. Now, this can only mean that he was going to kill it. That's what it means. If you accuse me of cheating again, I will chop your head off. But also, what on earth? In fact, you know what? Go. Because hello, my name is Simon Miller and welcome to the first ever episode of Nobody Acts Like That. Which is quite good because we could also call it Nobody Acts Like That. But this is true. If you find yourself in somewhat of a precarious situation or you feel like someone has just told you you've cheated, you're not allowed to get a murder weapon and put it on the table. That makes you an absolute psychopath. Nobody acts like that. Because also bested Dominic during this, but Dom tried to take the money anyway by going, oh, the Judgment Day will beat you up. 
man, this new Tazawa, he didn't care. He was like, shut up, fool, and give me my cash. Of course, this is when Dominic mocked Tazawa because he's just as short as his father. And that did make me laugh because Dominic is just a dick. And Bradshaw was quite funny here too because he was like, look, you need to calm down, not ruin my poker game. Although I agree, Rey Mysterio does suck. It basically set up this match for later too. And while we do have one more segment, I am giving this an up because I'll be completely honest with you. When Triple H did take over, I worried he wasn't going to do stuff like this. And as ridiculous as it is, it just makes me happy. You want to know why? Because Goofy Wrestling for Life t-shirt actually now available already on Pro Wrestling Tees. I ain't even joking. It's there. And then it was Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali. And you already know the deal. It was kind of short, but it was pretty damn good. I had a fun time and it had a silly finish. Of course it did. Now, right away, we have to address it. Yes, at one point they were going for some form of Hurricane Rana and it didn't work. But everybody needs to calm down and everybody needs to remember that wrestling is really dangerous and wrestling is really hard. Unless you are happy to be at work and you drop a file on the floor and then somebody shouts through the window, ah, you absolute loser, you botch king. If you're happy with that, cool, you can go crazy. But if you're not happy with that, just let it go. Individuals are allowed to make mistakes, especially when they're going flippy dippy doodah. Anyway, the reason it was a bit ludicrous is because towards the end, Austin Theory got too aggressive and it kind of looked like the referee was going to disqualify him anyway. And I was like, please don't do that. I hate that finish. When Dolph Ziggler just teleported in, I mean, where the hell he's been? He super kicked Austin Theory, which meant we got the disqualification anyway. I was like, what? Why did you wait eight minutes? That's what Dolph did. He waited for ding, ding, ding. Oh, eight minutes. Now I'll go do something. Understandably, Ali confronted Ziggles afterwards. Like, you just ruined my match. And because they started arguing, Austin attacked them both from behind. And he took everybody out, including my word. Throwing Mustafa Ali into Rita the ring post. I think he killed him. Anyway, here is the thing. I like Dolph. I think he's great. If we do some triple threat matches off the back of this, that will be even better. And the match was good. So I am going to give it an up. But when it comes to these silly finishes, I still don't think enough time has been removed from when W and D was doing them over and over and over and over. I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it. I got to give it a down. Amazingly, we then acted like The Miz, who is meant to be a movie star and is meant to be a legendary wrestler, stored all of his money in that bag that he gave Dexter Loomis. Because he found JBL and he was like, I want to be in the poker tournament. And Branch was like, well, I don't think you have enough money. And the Miz agreed. He then tried to get in by giving away his Rolex, but somehow Branch or his Mr. Watch. And he was like, oh no, that's a fake one. So the story now is that the Miz is broke. I mean, what has he earned over his career? This didn't make any sense. We also then cut to Baron Corbin, who was taken on AJ Styles at poker, and Baron Corbin cheated, and Styles got mad about this when Bradshaw just flipped out and told everybody to get out of this room because they ruined it. So now it's time for them to have a match. As I've already talked about, though, I do like this stuff. I'm not going to give it another up because one up is enough. And it did end with everybody leaving as Bradshaw had asked. So Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano just took all the money. I was like, these people are idiots. You're in a, <laughs> you're in a poker game to win cash. And you just walk out the door. Quick interview with Bianca Belair, who is happy to face anyone, as we were also reminded that Riddle got taken to the local medical facility. When it was time for our poker match, the OC taking on the Alpha Academy. Baron Corbin. Now, it probably did go a little bit long, but that's just the way when you have a three-hour show. But otherwise, I thought this ticked all the boxes. Otis was going crazy at one point. Carl Anderson was hitting his uppercuts. Luke Gallows was being the big man. What else did 
do you need? The last five minutes especially was super duper fun, especially because Chad Gable was going to hit the chaos theory after Carl Anderson. When Luke Gallows got in the ring, saved his partner, they picked Chad up, they hit him with the magic killer, one, two, three. Now it is a shame that Gable always takes the pins in these situations because he has such a huge upside. And I'm still waiting for Baron Corbin's character to evolve so he does get his edge back. I don't mean Adam Copeland. There's no rush. We've got time. There's many, many years ahead of us. I actually thought this was a nice kind of match towards the end of Raw. Giving it up. Alexa Bliss was then warming up with Lily when we saw the Bray Wyatt logo flash on the screen. So we're definitely doing something with that when we were having a chat with Candice LeRae. She was telling us how much she hates damage control, but how it's more important for her to be a good mother. Well, that's a very good attitude. When Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano arrived, because of course, Johnny and Candice are husband and wife. She wanted to know how the poker game went, and when they showed her how much money they'd won, she almost said, what the flub, although she didn't say flub, Gargano put his hand over her mouth. They all then left to do something with this cash so something has to be brewing because there are wrestlers that haven't been featured as much as this bag of money. Now, I have absolutely no idea where it is going, but I would keep an eye on it. And then Dominic Mysterio beat Tazawa in about two minutes. But it did have an upside. Because Taz just whooped this brat's ass until he did go for a senton and he crashed and burned. But Dominic Mysterio was like, all right, he hit the frog splash and he got the one, two, three. But don't forget that Dom is such a good heel and one of the best parts of WWE right now. So if we can get him wins, should get him wins. The Judgment Day were then going to judge his day before the Street Profits came out to save the day. So there you go. There's another feud with the Street Profits versus the OC. I mean, it kind of came from nowhere. I got no problem with it. I search my feelings. I find it to be true. Up. And Pierce then warned Bobby Lashley about his behavior because he's like, look, I've fined you before and I'll do it again. Quite rightly, Lashley was like, you know, it's not just me. Maybe you want to get off my case. So once again, we are teasing something and do what I would it is. This also meant we finally got to our main event, which was triple threat match number two, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross. I also thought this was quite good. And let's just get to the bit that I know you want to talk about, because halfway through this, all of a sudden Alexa Bliss got super duper serious and she was going to hit the sister Abigail onto Becky Lynch. Now, Beck was able to block this and we carried on with the match. But look what we are doing here. We are teasing and teasing and teasing. And if this doesn't tie in to when we properly reveal Uncle Howdy or Uncle Howdy, whatever the hell we're calling him, I shall be one confused man. Look, I don't need more of that. I basically walk around in life not knowing what the hell is going on anyway. Otherwise, Alexa also hit this dive off the apron onto everybody when Becky Lynch got her revenge by doing a Tower of Doom spot and smashing the power bomb. Whereas Nikki Cross's offense was to take people on the outside and basically cross-body them against the ring. Looked horrible. As we were fighting on the outside, Nicks and Bex decided they would duke it out as well when Lynch hit the manhandle slam on the ring apron. And I do believe, hang on. Tell me what I want to know. What the hell happened to you, Indiana Jones? Not Indiana Jones. I just like the hat. No, it is a nice hat. Listen, shut up and give me the information. What are you talking about? It's not a gun. It's your fingers. These are not fingers. It's my gun. Wait, wait. What is it? What is the hardest part of the ring? All right, all right. It's the ring apron. Everybody knows that. Ah, the ring apron. The hardest part of the ring. It also meant Nikki Cross was completely done, so Becky Lynch went to make the one, two, three. But just as the referee was about to finish this, here was Damage Control, EO Sky and Dakota Kai. They pulled Becky out and they beat her up. And of course, because it's a triple threat match, there's no DQs. So 
why didn't they just do this in the first eight seconds? They also threw Becky through Alan the announce table so she was dead. But again, do not forget, Nikki Cross had been manhandled slam on the imp apron, the hardest part of the ring. So she was still laying there. So Alexa Bliss looked right, Alexa Bliss looked left. She went, okay. She hit the twisted Bliss and she beat Nikki Cross, her former friend, for the one, two, three. This does mean next week it is going to be Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for the number one contendership, and Bliss should win that, take on Bianca at the Raw Rumble, and then you do her big turn thing so she doesn't have to win there either. So I think you should keep your eye on this. Or not. It's your life. You do whatever you want. Good main event. We simply bring us to the end of Monday Night Raw. And look, WWE has so long until their next premium live event. They are taking their time with things. So there are some obvious lulls. But otherwise, it really does feel like most of it is ticking along nicely. And I find Raw far easier to watch than I have done in a while. Give it up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 